Hey Mark. Hello, hello. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, how you doing? I'm very, very good. Yeah, very, very good. I bet uh, you must be quite, quite excited about tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's nerve wracking, but um, yeah, very excited, very excited. It's been uh, it's been busy the last few days. I bet, I bet. So yeah, so just uh, to kind of catch people up, uh, you're 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 Mark. You're the founder of uh, Impossibly, which. Uh, we included the pale ale in, uh, in this month's box. Um, I, I think it's the first beer we've had for, for, from you in, in the subscription boxes. Um, but I know you've had, you had the lager as well, didn't you? Um, and, and now we've got the pale ale. Um, so it's really exciting in the, in the big cans as well. Um, mm. But yeah, so obviously we, we had the beer in the box uh, um, uh, this month, but I understand you're gonna be on the BBC tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, it really is uh, quite a surreal experience, and uh, and yeah, please do tune in, uh, uh, have a look, and uh, and and yeah, it's. Um, I don't really know what to say. It's. Um, it'll be. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Oh, I can't wait to see it, and I mean, it just goes to show. Like, obviously, we spoke very early on in your journey. Um, oh, yeah. setting, when you when you when you first started, um, the sort of the process of. of of getting this, the, your beers off the ground. Uh, when, when did it first start? When, when, when did you have first have the idea for Impossible Brew? And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, when, when did it all get going? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was about probably about two years ago that, that the idea came about. Because for me, I just I just love drinking. You know, that that's been <laughs> that's been uh, that's been my thing for a, for a while. And I would used to uh, used to brew brew beer in my university dorm room and my and my high school dorm room as well. But uh, but then from there, yeah, I. I started studying uh, in profession, taking professional exams and, and, and whatnot. But then, yeah, my health hit, couldn't really drink. So that was, um, yeah, that wasn't good. Dreams shattered in some ways. Always wanted to go into the industry for that. So, and um, and yeah, so I missed the feeling, missed the flavor, just missed missed all of it. So, and I wanted to make something different. Really, it was something for myself. Yeah. And uh and yet, and yet, from there, started working with a professor at Durham University. We were trying to make something, something new, more that we're, we're seeing current sort of alcohol-free as the sort of alcohol-free 1.0. Uh, and, and the way we see it is that we've been missing something, and it's it's missing that sort of feeling that comes with mm-hmm. that comes with drinking. And so, working with this professor and 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 just a great team of brewers, uh, and we wanted to make make the impossible happen yeah, in, in in some ways. So what, so what sets it apart then from, from you know, like you say, alcohol-free 1.0? Mm-hmm. What, what's that, sorry? What, what sets it apart then, your beer? How, does that, how, is that, how is it different from sort of the first generation of alcohol-free beer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're, so, so we're, we've moved quite a far bit away from sort of the Bex Blue days, I mean, in terms of alcohol-free in general. And we see alcohol-free 1.0 as almost focusing on taste and health. And those are the sort of two-dimensional pillars, and and they've been really, really strong. And uh, and the way we see ourselves being different is being the third dimension of that. It's the health, taste, and feeling. And and through the use of ingredients like of theanine and you know 5-HTP, these these ingredients are in some ways like caffeine. Think about how caffeine goes into energy drinks and how they how they provide a physiological effect. And they are just one of forty thousand plants that do things to you. So so we just picked other plants in this specific purpose to create this relaxing sensation. So that's what we're hoping to, 
I mean, it was something for myself, really. Friends liked it. A lot of people liked it, began <laughs> to like it, and uh, and it became something a little bit more. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so, so two years ago, you started working with the professor, and then you, you obviously got your first prototypes. And how's it progressed since then to now, obviously, being in front of the dragons and, and, and whatever's coming with that tomorrow night? What, what's happened in those two years? How, how has it sort of got to that stage? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, you, you were there all the way, all the way at the beginning. Uh, it was uh, it was a shambles at the beginning. It, you know, all this, the, we had a lot of prototypes. They didn't taste great. And uh, and it was just a lot of iteration, a lot of tasting, a lot of different iterations. We got up to over 100, I'd say. And uh, and we finally got something we wanted, launched the uh, pre-release edition, the prototype earlier on. Uh, and from there, we got a lot more feedback and changed up the recipe a bit. And and with each iteration, we kept getting sort of better and better and better. And now we're at our sort of third generation uh, of the lager. And the pale is the one that just came out. And that's it's the first generation of the pale. And I think um, the benchmark's been set pretty well, but I, it, it is my favorite so far. Yeah, I, I was I was really really pleased with it. Like, I thought it was I thought it was great, and yeah, I think straight away we we, we spoke about getting it out to everyone because yeah, it was fantastic. Like so, I, had, I really enjoyed the lager as well, and uh, and obviously then you've got the, like you say the new iteration of the lager as well, which is which is which is fantastic as well. So has it and and you've been you, so it's been going down well with, with drinkers, has it so far? The, the feedback you've had, yeah. Yeah, the feedback's been, been getting better and better. Uh, and, and with each round, we, it, it's, it's really a sort of community-based uh, project. We, we really reached out to each, each and every one of our customers to really see what, what they think of the beers. And, uh, and the advice has been you know, really, really invaluable. Uh, and, and just, yeah, keep iterating and iterating. And, uh, and we're getting close. I think we're getting close. Yeah, I thought I thought that was fantastic. I remember seeing, yeah, like the the emails and your posts, like really getting that involvement from the drinkers, like sending out the beers and and, and their their involvement with it. So obviously you you went from the bottles as well with the with the initial um, lager. Now we've got these amazing cans. Uh, like so, is that was that also? Um, is that is that come from the drinkers as well, or is that just the sort of trend you're seeing? Um, or is it just to get more beer into people's hands? <laughs> I mean, to be to be very honest, I mean, it was um, it was it was actually that our bottles would just break so much. <laughs> uh, at one point, like a one a fifth of our bottles would would have some damage. Oh no! And and and, and it was it was crazy. And and from there, you know, our, our, you know, a lot of people presented a really good case of uh, of going to going to cans. And and I think. I mean, to be fair, I, I prefer cans myself. So then it just it just felt like natural the natural way to go. And if, and, and I also think it looks it looks sleek, it looks nicer. Yeah. With, with the the colours don't we don't really have the brown bottle bottle in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the I think the cans are great. I was, I did an event with Mash Gang last night, and we were talking about that. Well, and you, you when you see the you see the four forty cans and all of all of the craft beer market is all four forty cans as well. So yeah. like. It, it, it sits so nicely next to them and you know the whole sort of normalizing of alcohol free beer it just it really kind of fits in with that um so yeah your plans are course them as well so yeah that's that, that's amazing so, a little, tell us a bit about the branding and stuff uh, that, that goes with it how, how did you how did you find how did you sort of create your your branding around impossible uh do you mean do you mean the the look of the packaging or yeah, yeah the packaging and the design yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the packaging was a funny one. Uh, I mean, I recently shared a, shared a LinkedIn post, which uh, yeah. quite, a, quite, a, quite a bit of traction. And I, and I mean, it was, a, it was really just, just a genuine story of what, what we went through. It was too much of a focus on brand. Uh, we really wanted to make it good. You know, it, it, it was just this sort of pursuit of perfection. And we, we just thought, you know, you had to have a big brand uh, design agency to do it. So we went to one of the best ones in the world to get that done and uh, used 90% of our budget on it. And it just didn't work. Uh, <laughs> um. and, uh, and, and from there, we had to scrape together the pennies that we had uh, and to start brewing uh, uh, the, the first batch that, that we were, the first of commercial batch. And, and we were left with nothing really, like didn't really have a brand to use. The brand wasn't designed with the customer in mind. Uh, okay. Uh, and, and now we thought, how about we actually just do it with the customer, not only in mind, but involved? And, yeah. and so and so that we we had you know numerous Instagram polls and uh, and and lots of different sort of emails and just to test which one works better and would ask customers say you know hey uh, which one do you like more and, and we had some really really good people in in our community that just came back with paragraphs and paragraphs of like uh, design improvements uh, uh, you know how you could do this better how you could do that better and the result is. Um, I guess as a label creates about a thousand people in some ways. Yeah, I think that's so great. And that's, that's something that I've noticed as well. It's just that the alcohol-free beer world, like and the beer world in general, it just seems, it's so giving. And it's so, like it really, it yeah, and, and, it, and it shows with, with how you're using it as well. So, I mean, without giving anything away, I, I guess the, after tomorrow, it's, you're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I guess, what what happens um how do you how do you keep the community um sort of the prime focus if if it is a you know the plan is to obviously grow so is that the community is obviously going to be a big part of that still yeah absolutely i mean i mean for for us it, it's really all about the i guess people when people say unscalable things uh we, we would you know phone up phone up our community phone up our customers email and and it's really yeah keeping that tight knit you know, we're, we're going to be launching something really exciting in the new year where we're going to have quite a, quite a sort of exclusive program for, for people who, are, who have been long fans of Impossible Brew where they get to taste and try our, our early iterations and, and different new product launches and all of that on, on a sort of monthly by monthly basis. So, so we're, we're really trying to keep that community tight and close and while we grow on, on the larger scale to get more people to try the product, try the beer and... And yeah, while also keeping that community tight and going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. That sounds so great. Good, really good. Good luck with it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's been amazing watching watching you grow and, and like you said, and I, yeah, having, it's it's brilliant. Um, so so uh, so when it says so obviously it's, it's Dragon's Den tomorrow. What what time is that on and what what channel? So just so we know when to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's eight uh, eight, eight o'clock, uh, BBC One. Uh, you can also watch it on iPlayer, uh, and and you can also watch it on Replay as well. And uh, and yeah, that that that's that's pretty much it for tomorrow. That's awesome. I, I can't wait to watch it. And uh, yeah, I, it'll be great to see how you how you progress in the future as well. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's great. To see. Yeah, th- thanks so much, Mark. And uh, enjoy tomorrow, Master. Yeah. Hey, have you have you got the beers with you, by any chance? Uh, I I haven't. I'm, I'm out. I had mine already yeah. from the bar. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs>
<laughs> it's been it's been so popular, like people love it. So yeah, I already had mine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, we 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 were. Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, you know, the first sort of ten days into dry January, we we pretty much sold out sold out everything for the first ten days. We thought, oh damn, you know, what 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 are we gonna do? Uh, and uh, and yeah, we just have to keep bringing more, keep bringing more, and now hopefully we can. Um, Get it all in time for get it all in time for then tomorrow. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, I look forward to seeing yeah, seeing what happens with your with your new projects as well. I think uh, yeah, it'd be an exciting thing to be part of for people. And yeah, that, that's sort of exclusivity and the and the community side of it sounds sounds fantastic. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, Anne. Nice one. Thanks for joining me. And yeah, good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, cheers, Mark. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.